Tune in this and house in this and house head tune in this and this and toes eyes and ears and mouth and nose sing it loud tune in this and toes this and toes You're listening to Trusted Words, the podcast that aims to tell authentic stories from real-life situations. I'm Ethan, and I create this podcast in my spare time with my wife, Molly. What up, y'all? My son, Danny. Ni hao. And my daughter, Harper. One, two, three. Our dog, Samson, yawns when he gets nervous. <laughs> We've had quite a few other guests on the show so far, and it's been fun to interview people and slice up the audio tracks to create what you're listening to now. I truly enjoy the creative process and learning how to tell a story through just audio. Back in season one, we focused on a lot of different stories centered around one theme, but in this season, I'm taking a more narrow focus to hone in on one story each episode. Today, we're talking with my friend James, who lives in Normal, Illinois. My goal is to give you a picture of who he is, as he's one of the most unique individuals I've ever met. He agreed to share with me some changes he's made to his life recently. It's the day after Christmas, 2017, as I pull up to my friend James's apartment. We've agreed that I'll pick him up and take him over to Denny's to grab some dinner to go, and then hang out at his apartment to visit and catch up. It's been at least a year since I've seen him, and when I ring the doorbell, it's a different man that opens the door than the one that I met in 2009. <laughs> How's it going? He's thinner now, he's lost a lot of weight, and he's grown out his hair. <laughs> Hey James, hey. how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> I look better with my hair. Yeah, so yeah, you've Brock. been growing that out? Yeah, my brother Broxton, he likes my hair better than long, it's short. When we do see each other once a year, I usually help him get a meal since his primary mode of transportation is his bike, and in the middle of the winter, that's not so feasible. He's decided that he'd like to get some Denny's to eat. I stand in his living room as he gets his coat on, and since it's Christmas time, I can't help but notice his decorations. He's got a Christmas tree all lit up and two stockings, one for James and one for Graham. Graham is James's cat. Oh, careful, it's slippery. We walk out to my car to head over to Denny's. James doesn't seem to mind the snow and ice. He says that he wishes it was winter all year round. I like winter. That's my only time of year. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I wish to stay winter all year round. Oh man, I don't think I could survive if it was winter all year round. <laughs> I, think I, I think I can. Yeah? You could handle it? Why do you like winter so much? Because of my allergies. Oh yeah? Yeah. You have bad allergies in the spring? Yeah. Yeah. I get algae spring and summer. Yeah. But not fall and winter. Okay. I mean not autumn and winter, but the mailman could late. Yeah. We arrive at Denny's and James asks to speak to a manager. Apparently James frequents this Denny's a lot since it's close by, and this particular manager knows exactly what James wants. He's pretty open about the fact that all of his food needs to be gluten-free. This is my favorite eating. Hi, nice to meet you. It's 
If you didn't catch it there, James introduced me to the cashier as his best friend. We've been best friends since we met many years ago, and although I don't get a chance to see James very often anymore, I'm glad we can still be best friends. If you haven't picked up on it by now, I'm going to mention that James is deaf. He's still able to communicate with most people because he can read lips. He once tried to teach me sign language, but I have to be honest and say that I wasn't the greatest student. But anyways, back to Denny's. Do you ever, um, do you ever ride your bike here? Yeah. Not in the winter. Yeah. I walk. Especially with the snow. Yeah. You don't want to slip on your bike. We wait about five minutes for James's nachos to be ready. When they hand him the bag, the waitress hangs around to make sure he's satisfied with his food. How do you check it? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. You. you guys have a great rest of your night. Me too. Enjoy your New Year. Ma'am. Enjoy the New Year. Tell everyone With nachos in hand, we head back to James's apartment. Back. I told James that I wanted to interview him for the podcast. James is not completely deaf, but he's very hard of hearing, so he's able to hear a little bit. He can still listen to music if he has his hearing aid in. I was still worried that he wouldn't be able to really listen to this podcast, so I've promised him that I'm going to transcribe this episode into written form. I'm putting that part in here to keep me accountable to do this part of it. So here's my interview with James. Tell me what a typical day for you is like. What's what's your schedule like for the day oh <laughs> okay I every morning I get up go for a bridge walk uh-huh I bridge walk three two or three and a half hours a day mm-hmm. uh, for three days okay uh, I come home relax same thing I do every day watch uh-huh. TV Work on the puzzles and other stuff. Mm-hmm. So brisk walk that takes up a good amount of your time. Um, what made you decide to start doing that more often? It's advised by my doctors. Yeah, and you used to weigh a lot more, and you lost a lot of weight. Maybe talk about that. A little over sixty pounds I lost. Wow! Since when? I think it's like. Two years ago, three years ago. Okay. They've lost over 60 pounds. Yeah, so you've lost... Well, left is 60 pounds three years ago. Yeah, okay. His heat kicked on in his apartment, so we had to move elsewhere to do the interview because of the background noise. Do you think... Is it quieter upstairs? Could we yeah. go upstairs? Would that work? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... So you got into walking because it was advised by your doctor, and you've lost a lot of weight since then. Yeah, before, before I lose your weight. Uh huh. Before my doctor told me to start exercising. Uh huh. But I was overweight. Uh huh. And I weighed like 198 pounds, almost 200. 
I was that close to getting a heart attack. Oh, yeah. That close. Mm-hmm. And, and when my blood pressure went up, it spiked. Mm-hmm. It closed to the ceiling. Yeah, like a lot of hypertension and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, well, the nurse and my doctor gave me a lot of look on their face. They kind of look where we look at their face. So, so the doctor changed my medicine, yeah. and it really helped. That's good. That's good. Um, tell me about Graham, when you got him, and just what Graham is like. <laughs> oh, I can remember. Left before I had Graham, I had Mocha. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier in this episode, Graham is James's cat. Before James had Graham, he had Mocha. So first, James is going to share a little bit about Mocha. My brother got her. He found her on the farm. Okay. He did not tell me that she she used a feral cat. Oh. And I just see it for myself. Uh-huh. Then I only had Graham for like, I mean Mocha for like seven years. Okay. And she became wild and she started biting me, attacking yeah. me. Yeah. Hissing at me or whatever. It, This was a real legitimate problem that James was describing. I remember visiting James when he had Mocha, and I was legitimately worried that I'd be attacked by this cat. Sometimes when I was just walking by, Mocha would lunge at my legs, paws and claws outstretched, attempting to strike. The people came over and picked her up, Mm -hmm. and I told them not to put her down to put her sleep, because I'm against that, Mm -hmm. because... um, Euthanasia? Euthanasia? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mocha had a few different health issues that made her irritable. James thinks that a few of these combined health problems affected her ability to behave like a friendly cat. Like a major colon surgery? Because I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what caused her to act like that. Oh, okay. Um, and other reasons, because behavior stuff. Mm-hmm. Erratic behavior. Yeah. Is she in my leg? Yeah. Right yeah. behind my knee. Okay. Uh, the two veterinarians asked me if they want to put her down. I said no. Mm-hmm. They both kicked me out mm-hmm. because because I'm against it. Yeah. Yeah. So. This was so sad when it happened. Mocha was a great pet to James for seven years, even if Mocha did become a bit hostile towards the end of her life. James's email address at one point was James and Mocha, all one word, and you could really tell that Mocha meant a lot to James. It must have been so hard for him to have the vet put Mocha down, especially when James was not comfortable with it. So, uh, this very same day, mm-hmm. so I think October, I re- my heart told me to go down to Humane Society. I went there, I was kind of depressed, it was sad. Mm-hmm. I was broke down crying yeah. hard yeah so I rode my bike on there kind of feeling down and I asked them do you have a kitchen they said yeah we do so they took me to the room so I look at all the cages for kittens and so if one kitten got a little high beat mm-hmm. and if waving the pot at me <laughs> can I can I look at him Okay, hold on. And they came back. He did the same thing again. Uh huh. So I asked the lady if I could hold Graham. Uh huh. He he wouldn't let go. Uh huh. 
Oh. He slept in my arm for like half an hour. Oh. <laughs> so I told the lady, I'll adopt him. Yeah. It was an instant connection with Graham and James at the Humane Society. That very same day that James had lost Mocha, he was able to make a new friend with Graham. And it cost me to pay a hundred dollars okay. to adopt him. Wow. Everything taken care of, you know, uh-huh. only pay one hundred dollars. Wow. Covers everything. Uh huh. Um, the only thing that does not cover is the uh, okay. cost. Okay. So I pay for it. Yeah. And the lady told me, later there told me that, do not declaw your, your kitty. Okay. I, it, would, it would make it, you know, change his behavior and stuff. Mm-hmm. I disagreed with her. Okay. But when I had him declawed, you don't have a problem. Yeah. He used to it. You got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how old is Graham now? Four. Four. Okay. He was born October fifth uh 2014 okay cool <laughs> he's my number one cat yeah yeah he's great yeah i remember mocha and i miss her but grandma's grandma's great <laughs> they've both been great friends for you so he's better than mocha yeah. I tell you. He is much better behaved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mocha at the end there got a little bit, like you described, she was just kind of crazy and unpredictable sometimes. She's very, Mocha is very distant. Yeah. She's not, sometimes you're close to me, sometimes she stays away from me. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. She's a girl. Yeah. For my next question, I asked James what he liked about himself. I think we are all our own worst critic, so sometimes it's good to take a step back from the negativity and try to figure out what we like about ourselves. I think um, one of the traits that I see in you is just how friendly you are with anyone that you come in contact with. You're very social and you want to make friends yeah. and you want to talk to people and connect with people. And so I feel I like... I love to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, you always like to have I like a, to make people laugh. Right, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. But I remember you were telling me that sometimes I act like Gilligan, sometimes yeah. I act like whenever I talk like they do, whenever mm-hmm. I make people laugh. Yeah. If you didn't catch it there, James compared himself to Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. James does like to make people laugh and crack jokes, even if it's a complete stranger. I've seen him joke with the cashier at the store, a waiter at a restaurant, Anyone that he comes into contact with, he loves to brighten their day. Another thing I think that makes you unique is your being oh, yeah. hard of hearing. But I think you you notice a lot of small details that people that have normal hearing may not pick up on because you're hard of hearing, you pay attention to visual signals. I think I've heard it explained that when you lose one sense, your other senses become heightened. So I, th- I think that maybe your attention to detail is heightened because of, of um, the fact that you're hard of hearing. I guess, what's your take on being hard of hearing and what, um, what strategies have you used to overcome that challenge in your life? Do you, does that question make sense? I don't understand the question. Okay, let me let me phrase it differently. Life is probably hard sometimes being hard of hearing, right? Yeah, I yeah. get 
<clears throat> some people I get discriminated by some people mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know some people are not have never been around deaf people mm-hmm. or hard of hearing mm-hmm. I both hard of hearing deaf yeah but you know they act kind of funny about it right um as someone said well anyone thinks of me it's none of my business mm-hmm uh, that that uh, for someone told me mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was but that that's hard for me mm-hmm. not to think about what other people think of me yeah at the hard of hearing person yeah with that person right um and you use um you use a lot of sign language yeah um you American know sign, sign language, language. Just, yeah. That's what I use. Mm-hmm. But not pigeon, not English. ASL. ASL, yeah. Plain ASL. When did you learn sign language? When I was four or five years old at Fairchild Hall. Okay. Uh, sometime the early 70s. Okay. Such as eight, six, nine, or 70s. Okay. So gonna, yeah. And you also use um, the video relay service. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been using that for how long? Oh, wow. I think you see 2004 or 2005. Okay. Somewhere there. Okay. This video relay service is what James uses to talk over the phone. When I'm receiving a call from James, it's not his voice that I hear over the phone. It's a translator, usually a different person each time I talk to James. From James's end, he's got a video camera hooked up to his television. It connects him through a FaceTime or Skype type of connection to his translator, and he uses sign language back and forth with the translator, who's relaying what James is saying to me with his or her voice. And then the translator relays what I say back to James in sign language. It's pretty cool, and it works well. I did have to get used to talking to a random stranger over the phone who was really James. But now we use it to communicate, and it's fascinating. It really changed my life. Yeah. Really. But the regular phone, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a hard time understanding what people say. I have asked it to repeat over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And, or, I don't like the regular phone. Mm-hmm. But the video, when I, when I see the interpreter on the TV screen, and the interpreter, they see me, and I can see him or her. The interpreter, uh, source of any relay service is over 3,000 in uh, across the country and sometimes around the world, whatever. Uh, it makes my life more easier. Yeah. All right. Now, last question. Um, tell me, who is your favorite band of all time? Oh, <laughs> my favorite. I would say a, a few. Okay. 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 The last one is my favorite is Kiss. Yeah. James's favorite band of all time is Kiss. It's hard to describe exactly how passionate James is about this band, but let's just say that James is definitely the biggest Kiss fan that I've ever met. He got to see Kiss in concert back in 2011, and the band has inspired a lot of his own poems and songs. Uh, still, I like the band because they wear makeup. They're very popular now. The other band that I like is the Pytridge family. That's back in the early 70s. Um, Aerosmith, Paul McCartney Wings. 
And the lyrics of a lot of these bands that you enjoy have kind of inspired you to write your own songs and poems, right? Yes. Yeah. That's why I write the poems. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the themes or messages of the poems or songs that you've written? I write poems that that's messages behind it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It's like it's kinda like background masky. Mm-hmm. It's like the secret message behind it. Mm-hmm. And no one could figure it out. Some people do. Yeah. Some some people don't. They could yeah. figure that out. Yeah. But um some poems I write is happy, some mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do writing the poems help you kind of process your emotions and get them out? Yeah, that's what people to know about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I come from. Yeah. I mean, that's why I write it. So. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Well, James, I think we got a good a good amount of stuff. Thanks for your interview. Is there anything else that you want people to know about you or anything else that's on your mind? Oh, my, well, really, my New Year resolution would, would be that I want to live longer. Yeah. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. As my doctor said, if you exercise everything, that way you won't get cancer. Mm-hmm. It's not be happy. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Eat yeah. right and everything. Mm-hmm. That is my goal for the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, for between now. Yeah. Uh, I hope to live up to like a hundred plus. Mm-hmm. That's that what I want to see happen. Mm-hmm. Hope. I, I know that some people they live up to be 115, mm-hmm. 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but I have to figure that out, mm-hmm. how they do that. we've got our latest segment now basketball facts with danny the part of the show where danny shares an interesting fact about basketball here he is did you know on kobe bryant's last game he scored 61 63 something like that total points yeah total points throughout the whole game i think it was only three uh, might have been three quarters or four. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. And he's retired now? Yeah, he's retired. Do I think know, everybody knows that. Do you know how many seasons he played for? Since the 1990s. Yeah. And what year did he retire? 2016, I believe. Or is it 15? 16 or 15. I think it was 16. Okay. A year or two ago. And what team did he play for? The Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers. Nice. Famous for his fadeaways and his athleticism. Yeah. Does he have his own uh, line of athletic shoes? I don't think so. No? Oh, yeah. I, actually, he does. He does. I'm surpri- I'd am i be surprised if they gave Clay Thompson his own line and not Kobe Bryant. Yeah. 
I mean, but Kobe Bryant, Clay Thompson is a little bit more better, dude. Kobe you think Bryant. Clay Thompson's better than Kobe Bryant? At, at threes, at least. How long has Clay Thompson been playing for? Since 2011, I believe. Okay, so he's still pretty new. Yeah. Kobe Bryant's like a legend. I know, but at, at least at threes, I think he's he's a little better. Because he's basically like catching up with Stephen Curry. Even Stephen Curry said that that I think that he basically said that Clay's probably going to pass him in the next couple seasons in three points. Wow, cool. Cool. Thanks, Danny. Yep. Thanks for listening to Trusted Words. I hope you enjoyed getting to know my friend James this episode. As always, if you have a story you'd like to share for a future episode, anything is fair game. We'll be back next week. Mama, mama, I feel the day on the